Welcome to Bleacher Breaker Presents Let It Fly with Scott Croker and John Lowe. Every show, one of our hosts is drunk and the other is just an asshole. We'll let you decide. All right, welcome to episode five of the Let It Fly podcast. Five, six. This is episode five. No? All right. This is episode five. At least when it gets put on the website, it's going to say episode five. I think we've recorded six or seven episodes, technically. All right. They just haven't all made it to air. All right. Um, happy week three, Scott. Happy week three, John. Uh, I am the drunk today, although I'm all hungover. Played a little too hard last night. And we are currently watching the Vikings take on the Carolina Panthers. And John's in full asshole mode today. Uh, I'm full asshole. We yeah. got a good show. We got four or five segments, and I'm going to hand it over to John. All right, so uh, like last week, we are going to do the survival pool, but it is Sunday morning, so we haven't really hit the Pittsburgh game yet. So I'm going to hope that they win. I think they beat Wentz. I, I, I think so too, but I don't want to get too cocky. I think Wentz <laughs> should have lost the last two games that he won, but... Who the fuck knows at this point? Wentz should not have lost to the Browns. Wentz... That's true. Wentz gave the truth to the Browns. Yes. Um, so, as just a refresher, uh, my first three picks. Uh, week one, I chose Kansas City over Houston. Or no, Kansas City over San Diego. Nailed by Carolina her. over San Francisco. <laughs> now Pitt, Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh over the Eagles. So this week, Scott, my I chose four. I'm choosing Cincinnati over Miami. I'm choosing Washington over Cleveland. I'm choosing Arizona, oh man, over the Rams, <laughs> and Denver over Tampa Bay. All right. Who uh, of those is my winner, and what games did you choose to just see? Of those, I would say the clear winner has to be the Bengals over the Dolphins. Okay. So Thursday Night Football. I don't know if you've been watching the Dolphins, but they look like they might be the worst team in the NFL. And that's saying something. When you're talking the quality of bad teams in the NFL is like really bad this season with... The Browns are awful. The Jaguars just look incompetent. But the Dolphins and Adam Gase and Tannehill in his fifth year are just topping everyone, man. That's true. Uh, who are your three? And let's see if we, we did the same. All right. So I got the Bengals over the Dolphins okay. on Thursday Night Football. Or as I called them, the Bengals over the retards oh, when we were prepping this. Wow. All right. Sorry <laughs> for the insult. I guess I'm the asshole today. I got the Lions over the Bears. Oh, I, I I don't think I don't know. I, I think yes that Jay Jay Cutler could play next week. If he doesn't play this week, he could technically play next week and it could just be a fucking shootout of just <laughs> two guys that don't want to, you know, that there's no defense involved. I don't know. I I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that uh whoever is their backup quarterback now under Brian Hoyer ends up playing. All right. I can't remember his name right now even though I knew it just a few seconds ago. Matt Barkley? Matt Barkley. We're, we're talking Matt Barkley? Matty Barkley. Pride of USC. Uh, Cody Pride Kessler doing fairly well today. <laughs> I'm excited for Cody Kessler. Alright, and then my final game is a bit of a maybe not a sure thing but I'm gonna call it. I'm saying Vikings over the Giants on Monday Night Football. Oh. Currently, currently, the Vikings are beating the Panthers and that defense looks pretty unstoppable in Minnesota. Yes, it does, but it is still Sam Bradford, Scott. It is still Sam Bradford. All right. Who so, in his Minnesota debut only threw for 286 yards and two touchdowns, but it's only Sam Bradford. So I, I think if, <laughs> if I am to advance in my survivor pool at work, I, I think what's going to happen is that I'm choosing Cincinnati. I think that's like the, hopefully it's the only one that's like a real done deal. I think Miami just looks like shit. Uh, you know, hopefully the... Uh, the Red Rifle can get his shit together, and A.J. Green just runs amok 
over um, all of them. So, um, Scott, we're going to start a new section, which is called Overreaction Reactions. I'm all for it. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions that I've given you, and I just want you to shoot from the hip <laughs> and just tell me, are, just yes, no, or answer the question, whatever they may be. I, My first question goes out to our buddy Danny, who's a big Patriots fan. Are the Pacers going 16-0? and Oh, yeah. Absolutely, 16-0. and Oh, come on. When you're talking, you can throw Jacoby Brissett out there, and he just... Runs well, over people. Well, I'm just now going to call Tasty Brisket. That, that's his <laughs> new name for me. It's just Tasty Brisket. It, All right? It might be the greatest coaching job of Bill Belichick's career this season, and 16-0 for sure. You're welcome, Danny. So, um, does a QB matter in New England? Or if we were fucking playing QB, could we fucking also win a couple games in New England? No, it's totally a system. I mean, I can't see over the offensive line. I'm just 5'10". Well, so but... should New England just, whatever city they're playing in, just op- run open tryouts a la Invincible, and then whoever can throw the ball the best be the quarterback for the week and see if they can go 16 Yeah, because Belichick finally found the running back that works in LeGarrette Blunt. He just lights up before a game. He just pounds so the on blunt the hits ground. The blunt? Is that, the blunt is that hits what... the blunt. All right, and I he's like unstoppable. It. Um, next question. According to Mike Ditka, should Kaepernick get the hell out? No, Mike Ditka should get the hell out. I like it. Um, so this may change as the, whenever <laughs> this pod, but Scott, who is going to reach this goal first? Are the Raiders going to have um, a defense that can hold a team to less than 14 points, or are the Rams' offense going to score two touchdowns before the Raiders? Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, well, what is that score? And... Just hit from the hip, Scott. Let's go, let's go, let's oh, go. Oh, God. I mean, the Rams are going to score two touchdowns. All right. I said it. Um, is uh, is Captain Double Check, Discount Double Check, Aaron Rodgers on the decline? No, he's got four fucking touchdowns at halftime today. But he is playing the Lions, other. who have no defense. Is Discount Double Check on the decline? I uh, mean, right now, Buffalo is beating Arizona. So anything can happen, Scott. How old and is it's Aaron 23-7. How old is Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I'm sure he's in his 30s. Early 30s, we'll say. Um, I think what's being proven with Aaron Rodgers right now is he doesn't necessarily always make the wide receivers. I don't think he's on the decline, but he definitely needs the extra talent around him. All right. Is Stephon Diggs the next uh, Odell Beckham or even the next Jerry Rice, according to Chris Collinsworth? <laughs> I mean, uh, this guy's jizzing everywhere. He is so happy about Sam Bradford throwing a Stephon Diggs. I mean, yeah, 182 receiving yards last week. That's pretty nice. Uh, what, he's a second-year player? Yes, second for, year. Yeah, jumped out of the gun last season. So is, is he the next Jerry Rice? Let's just call it, Scott. Call it for what it is. Next, Randy Moss. All right. Um, should we like that? Is Kirk Cousins done in Washington? <laughs> uh, fans want him to be done. I don't think Cousins is done in Washington. All right, and lastly, my last question, Scott. What object would make a better head coach than Rex Ryan or Mike Malarkey? What object? Oh, Just God. choose an object. One, one of those things that the head goes up and down. Oh, I like it. Bobs, what is that, like the little water bobber thing? Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's hitting the, the <laughs> controller on Ask Madden for a Madden game, yeah. and maybe that can so run a I'm better So I'm not describing offense. it very well, but everyone has it in the office. It's like the little bird thing that is on a little fulcrum. And it's what Homer like, uses in that episode yeah. to... To where he to gets really fat, where he gets really fat. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe Rex Ryan is Homer Simpson. He's gonna take some time off, and this this thing, and then he's gonna blame that and fire that, right? Yeah. Because it's not his fault. I'm all in on that thing. Coach I love of the it. Year. I Coach love it. All right. So my next segment, Scott, is I've given you. Uh, it's gonna be a little about the same, but I've given you a title and three that you have to choose from, and you must choose one for whatever you want, whether you're building a football team, whether it's just your favorite player, whatever it may be. This is just. Uh, just who would you rather? All right. All right. Uh, this category is too good to keep on the field. Josh Gordon, Alden Smith, Greg Hardy. Who do you choose? 
Too good to keep on the field? Too good to keep on the field. I mean, they're too good, so you got to... They're too good to keep on the field. Let's be real. All these are very accomplished (laughs) players, but they get in their own way. Uh, Josh Gordon. I mean, if you really want, I'll even throw in... um, What's his name? Blackman? The wide receiver? Justin Blackman? No, man, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, his skill set and his size and speed is just too good. They just don't want a receiver getting 3,000 yards a year with 40 touchdowns. So they just give him blunts and alcohol and then fuck his career? Yeah. I get it. Alright, uh, average uh, the average QB whose girlfriend is hotter than their game. Blaine Gabbert, Tannehill, <laughs> or Blake Bortles? Who are you choosing? Oh that? man, there's all Titty McGee. There's very... Dude, Bl- if you, do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen Blake Bur- Bortles' fiance, wife, whatever it is, she is very intelligent. And then it was Gabbert and who's the other one? And Tannehill. I don't know what Tannehill's lady looks like. I did show but... you, and you said she was very modeled up. Oh, she that, was, that, that, was, she was yes. that girl. All right, all right. Well, if we're talking that, then Tannehill's probably definitely overperforming yes. in the girlfriend game compared to his on-field but, resume. Okay. So Bortles got his lady in college. He nailed that down. I think all three of them got their nail their ladies in college. Let's be real. All right. Because if they actually saw their game, they'd be like, "Fuck off! We're gonna go get a real QB." I mean, we all know the real one who outperformed off the field is the former Alabama quarterback AJ McCarron. Oh, AJ! Oh God! My God! All right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go return to the run game and uh, Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley, or Melvin Gordon. Oh man. Oh man, it's got it's got to be Todd Gurley, right? Had, if, like, you, if you've watched his last two weeks, it's not Todd Gurley. Well, it's because the NFL called Pete Carroll and they were like, "Hey, this kid's too good. The rest of your team needs to be shit." I don't know, man. Zeke un- behind that line, pretty good. And Melvin Gordon's been running pretty good this year. I yeah. mean, Todd Gurley, if you're looking at this year alone, is the in fact worst running back. Okay, so let me ask you a question then. Could Marshawn Lynch perform in Los Angeles? Yeah, because the way he runs. All right. But then again, I mean, they're putting 12 in the box and just saying... Yeah, because we're talking absolutely no pass game. When Tavon Austin is your number one right receiver and he can't catch more than 500 yards in a season... All right, so I want you to hold that thought, Scott. <laughs> Wide receivers who don't do anything. Tavon Austin, <laughs> Cordell Patterson, Kevin White, Ted Ginn, or that receiver out of Baltimore that I don't even know his fucking name and I didn't even want to look it up. Mike Wallace? Come no, 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 no. The, not, no. the guy that they drafted. Brashard Perriman. Oh, Perriman. <laughs> like, you haven't played a fucking down in two Manique years. Coach Manique. Manique, Coach Manique. <laughs> so, what's the, what wide receiver would you choose that doesn't do anything for your team? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's got to be Tavon Austin. All the hype. He's getting the big money contract with no... But do you like, want Tavon Austin on your team, Scott? No, nah, I don't want Tavon Austin then on my what, team. What, what receiver do you want on your team out of these wide receivers that don't do anything? Okay, what were the other options again? So Tavon Austin, Cordell Patterson, Brashard Perriman, Kevin White, or Ted Ginn. All uh. speed receivers, all guys that get plays run for them that don't do shit. Who do you want on your team? I mean, I guess Kevin White, because of the upside and he's young, really would be Ted Ginn, but how many years does Ginn really have left in the tank? But he catches, at least he catches like 50% of the balls you throw at him. All right. Um, average White, tight end. Which one do you want on your team? Vance McDonald, Kobe Fleener, Zach Ertz, Kyle Rudolph, or Gary Barnage? Oh, man. As much as I love the Barnstormer, it's got to be Kyle Rudolph. He's the best all-around tight end of the three. He just can't stay healthy. Uh, well, I, this is good categories, aren't they, yeah, Scott? Um, who is getting beat or Who's getting beat harder than a drum? Is it uh, Darrell Revis, Sean Smith, or Marcus Peters, or even Brashad Breland? Who is the one that's getting beat harder than a drum? 
Well, Breland left the game with an injury, right? Yes, but if you saw so his last really two weeks, beat. he's been shit. Oh, man. And the Cardinals just gave up a touchdown on oh, a man. field goal attempt. So it looks like Greg Roman was the problem in Buffalo, and now the defense is fixed. Yeah, sure. Not sure how that Anyways, logic works. So who's getting beat? Or, you know, who is getting beat harder than a drum besides Arizona right now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh, that, no, the Detroit Lions have put okay, up more so points. It was Darrell Rivas. Uh, Sean Smith, Marcus Peters, or Brashad Breland? Uh, it's got to be Marcus Peters. There's so much hype of him coming out of last season as the rookie of the year, and he's just getting destroyed. Yeah, but Darrell Rivas is getting burned every play. But at least Darrell Rivas is old, and you can just say, all right, he's finally starting to regress. And Sean Smith, too. Yeah, well, Sean Smith isn't getting old. He's like 27 or something, but... There's just so much hype on Marcus Peters after that rookie campaign. Okay. Um, I want you to kill the quarterback. Are you choosing Von Miller, Khalil Mack, or J.J. Watt? Oh, man, Von Miller. Von Miller? Oh, Von Miller. Well, if it's, you know, if you... Give, give me Von Miller and the Garrett Blunt on a team, and that's, like, perfect. They just both light up beforehand, Well, share yeah, some more stories, yeah. and then get to work. Well, if you dress the uh, quarterback up as a Budweiser bottle, I'd choose Alden <laughs> Smith, because he hits that thing harder than anybody. But he Ooh. needs someone taking the double team, though. That's true. Alden Smith can't break off of someone, yeah. but he can run around people real good. All right. Um, who should the Browns get? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz? And they could have gotten two out of these three. But if they had the chance, if you are Hugh Jackson and you want to start over getting quarterback, who do you choose? I mean, if we're overreacting, it's Carson Wentz. They just completely miffed. And everything I've read is as soon as the Rams traded up to number one, they traded out because they didn't want Wentz. In fact, I read they fired something like 16 scouts who all liked Carson Wentz. Well, So Hugh Jackson was in love with Goff, didn't like Wentz at all, and just, like, cleaned house, and right now, it's looking like Cody Kessler's not the answer. Well, Scott, right now, uh, just to go back <laughs> to our Oakland, uh, Tennessee just needs to kick two field goals, and, uh, well, Oakland can't hold 14 points. Against that vomit Raiders Oh, defense. my God. Uh, my last question is called the 7-9 and nine bullshit. Which of these coaches get to 7-9? and nine? Is it Rex Ryan, Gus Bradley, John Fox, Hugh Jackson, Chuck Pagano, Sean Payton, uh, Jay Gruden, Jeff Fisher? Uh, I'll even throw in Chip Kelly for, uh, you know, us being homers. <laughs> so, um, again, we'll call it the 7-9 and nine bullshit. Which ones actually get to 7-9? and nine? All these coaches are either 1-1 one one or 0-2. Oh Rex Ryan, Gus Bradley, John Fox. We'll go one at a time. Rex Ryan, does he get to 7-9? and nine? No. Gus Bradley. No. John Fox. No. Hugh Jackson. No. Chuck Pagano. Yes. Sean Payton. Yes. Oh, Jay Gruden. No. Jeff Fisher. Hell no. Chip Kelly. Yes. <laughs> all right. We are all in on the chip train. <laughs> and the Blaine train is full. full Yo, Gabba Gabbert. Shoot you. And so that's the who would you rather. We'll do these every every couple of weeks. Nice. I like um, it. I, I'll come up with funny categories and just add Scott a bunch of fucking stupid questions. <laughs> All right, Scott, your turn to take over the pod. You had some stuff that we wanted to talk about. All right, so I got two segments I'm going to do. The first one we're going to do is just teams of destiny. All right, so if you've been following baseball, which you probably haven't because no one really does, and I'm not really following it anymore, the Chicago Cubs of the Curse of the Billy Goat are starting to feel like a team of destiny. And as most of you should know, a team of destiny is that team that the fan base and the media and everyone just sort of feels it. And you're like, this team's going to do it. This team's going to do it. And there's not really a question about it. All right. 
And so you get this happening with some teams. Right now it feels like it could finally be the Chicago Cubs. They blew it last year in the NLCS. Like, they tanked in the NLCS. They were the best team in baseball last year. Came up on the Mets in the NLCS, and that offense died. Yeah. But I don't think that happens again. They feel like they're going to make up for it, and they're going to make up for the last 100 years. Um, But we'll get to that part of this chat later. Right now I'm going to ask John about a bunch of teams that people might refer to as teams of destiny. And he'll just tell me if he thinks they were the team of destiny or not. So... As the homers we are, the first one is the 2010 San Francisco Giants. Um, I wouldn't say that they were a team of destinies because I don't think anyone gave them a chance. That was a really ragtag group of people, and I think you were lucky in getting Buster Posey where he did. You got great pitching performances out of uh, Lincecum, Kane, I think, pitched really well. This is where you start to get Madison Bumgarner starting to solidify himself. Um, you know, you leave Barry Zito off, so you get kind of lucky there. But and it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so I, I think that um, I don't know if I would call him a team of destiny. I mean, they went up against a Texas Rangers team uh, that went, what, three times in a row and couldn't win it? I think just two twice. Times in Maybe a row. it was twice. I mean, I would call them the team of destiny, and then we were the ones that spoiled them, and we, we basically. Well, I don't know if we were the Cinderella story, but definitely we played underdog and spoiler. I mean, we weren't supposed to beat the Cards. The I think we lo- the Reds we also played. No, the Reds was 2012. So it was what? We played, oh, the Phillies. We weren't, I think every, we were always the underdog in everything. Yeah. So I think it was the Cardinals, then it was the Phillies, and then the Rangers. The Rangers yeah. And I don't think we were favored in any of those, so I don't know if we were considered the team of destiny. Yeah. And that was also the season we had essentially the one-game playoff with the Padres, where Matt Latos tried to talk everything up. That's true. So, I mean, I, I, w- I would just say that's just a gritty performance by the 2010 Giants. All right. Yeah, I think Andrew Baggerly summed it up best when he called it abandoned misfits, yep. basically. And it was the rally thong. It's it just, who else had a rally thong? It was a bunch of essentially older players who rallied around each other and knew that they weren't really going to have another shot at it. And Buster Posey obviously gave him a shot in the arm yep. and the pitching with historic that year but. yeah well also when you have a rally thong everything just goes right that rally thong all well, right i think chip kelly has one on so that's good <laughs> the 2004 red sox breaking the curse of the bambino it has it, they have to be i think they were down 3-1 to the yankees came back and beat the yankees so definitely something went right and then all of a sudden um definitely i would say they were in fact the team of destiny it has to be right it took them what 90 plus years to break that curse the curse of the bambino yeah and they always kept fucking up and then they were down 3-1 and they fucked up again and then all of a sudden that they beat the you know the rival yankees that were always the the roadblock to getting to the world series so i would say that's the team of destiny i mean i rooted for them (laughs) and i fucking hate the red Sox, but you want to see the curse get broken isn't that funny how you root for the team until the curse breaks, and you're like, fuck, I fucking hate this team. Well, no, you hate them when they win again. You're like, okay, you had yours, you're fine, but then when you win again, go fuck off. And that's basically where I am with the Boston Red Sox, go fuck off. Yeah. All right, the 2015 Denver Broncos, given one last one to Peyton. Oh. Uh, sayonara. Probably, I mean, it, 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 it definitely looked that way. Um, I mean, Peyton played so shitty throughout the entire season, could barely throw past 15 yards, and somehow his team won. I would say it's a team of destiny. The Carolina Panthers went 15-1, and ran roughshod over everybody. and Had for, a historic offense. And, and for some reason, at the very end, 
they lost, it's because defense wins championships and Peyton Manning went off on a high ho- on his high horse, you know, even after the whole Tennessee garbage <laughs> came out about him. I would say that has to be a team of destiny. All right. The 2012 Ravens, another sayonara song to one Ray Fuck You Lewis. Oh, God. So uh, we were going to reward a murderer. Uh, this pains us both because uh, fuck Jimmy Smith for tackling Crabtree <laughs> in the fucking playoff, in the Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, uh, it looked like, you know, playoff Flacco came up. When playoff Flacco comes, that's when, you know, the Ravens are at the best. Oh, so, plus Flacco is scary, man. Um, I definitely, I wouldn't call them a team of destiny. I would just say that they were a really good playoff team. I don't think they played really well during the regular season. Um, the Niners definitely were um should have been you know i i we were always so close so close and then we got there and then we were getting blown out until the lights went off um if we won i would say we were the team of destiny but i'll just say that the baltimore ravens uh they were the better team in the super bowl all right so the 2015 i guess it'd be the 2014-15 golden state warriors on the 40th anniversary of their last championship essentially i know it wasn't day and date but I would say that um, they overperformed a little bit. I wouldn't call them the team of destiny. I mean, I hate to say it, but you look at the next year when Cleveland won after being down 3-1, they were the team of destiny. LeBron wouldn't Which let... would be the next team I'd ask you about, the 15-16 but they, Cavs. But they wouldn't let them... You know, LeBron wouldn't let them lose. He said, you know, I've been here too many times, and it just looked... You know, I went to game five. Uh, it just looked like the... The, the Warriors were really sad. They didn't have Draymond Green because he's going around punching people in dicks. You know, just doing Draymond. You know, he, Draymond Green has a thing with dicks. It's all right. He just likes dicks, man. He just likes dicks. He Showing them, touching them, whatever, you know. Punches just, them, he di- kicks them. Yeah, you know, grabs it when he's happy. So, I, you know, it's just a lot he of He probably di- has them just like wallpaper yeah. on his wall like you put in a kid's nursery except it's just dicks instead yeah, yeah. of like boats and i love draymond green <laughs> but come on dude you gotta stop doing things with dicks anyways but i would say that was the team of destiny there i would just say that um w- with the 2015 uh warriors that definitely was just a good team winning basketball games um you know they played really well against uh i would say memphis gave them a hard time uh the rockets gave them a hard time Cavs. But what happened is that it was good coaching, and that what got them over the hump. But I don't think that they were destined to win. You know, they never faced so much adversity. Um, You know, maybe going... I I think in the 2012 Giants season, that's when they faced all the elimination games, right? Yeah, that's Hunter Pence becomes the Reverend. I I would say that was the team of destiny. I mean, you had Ishikawa, you know, hit that uh, home run. I mean, we beat the Pirates. No, that was 14. Ishikawa home run was 2014. So, I mean... But I definitely think that 12 and 14... We're just entitled Giants fans at this point. We're Red Sox fans. Yeah, I know. Go fuck (laughs) us, right? Go fuck us with the big stick. Right at the asshole. All right, Scott, any more? The 2004 Pistons. 2004 Pistons. I would say so. Because this is the first time that you get a super team. This is where you had Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe Bryant, um, and Shaq on the same Lakers team. They were winning everything. They basically ran over the entire playoffs. And then they get to the Pistons. And the Pistons were this ragtag group of players i mean rasheed wallace ben wallace had never been great in his career tayshaun prince was coming out you had a journeyman in chauncey billups and rip hamilton just happened to all get together and then for some reason they took down the big bad wolf of the lakers nothing made me happier than see that happening so i would say that the 2004 pistons were in fact the team of destiny all right and then the final one and this will lead into the back half of this particular segment the 07 giants beat the undefeated patriots 
and the Giants, actually, I believe they went 9-7 and seven that season. Look it up if I'm wrong. Just yell at me in the comments. Um, but the game 17 that season was the Patriots-Giants, and the Giants almost beat them there. Yeah. And then the come playoffs, suddenly Michael Strahan was healthy. Like, Justin Tuck was healthy. That entire defense was suddenly healthy and ready to go and rolled through the playoffs. And then you have the David Tyree catch in the Super Bowl. So the 07 Giants, team of destiny? I would say so. I mean, that's the David Tyree catch. I mean, without that fourth and whatever it was, the Hail Mary catches it on his Also fun. a great play by Eli Manning. Yes. Yes, with he the scramble. He almost got sacked on yeah, that Yeah, but with him catching it on, his, uh, on the fucking helmet... Oh, I, I think that definitely... I, I would always say the Giants are the team of destiny because I always feel like they kind of limp into the playoffs. <laughs> That's where Mario Manningham again beats the Patriots. Hopefully it's Giants-Patriots again and they beat them again. Can you imagine if you collect all the clutch players? You have, like, Clutch Flacco with Clutch Manningham with, like, Clutch Dwight Clark. And yeah, but it's going to be a, it's gonna be a really <laughs> shitty because, like, what's going to happen is that nobody's going to make a play until, like, the last two minutes where... It might be at 40 to 0, and then I don't know how... You, you might make a clutch play, but you're still going to fucking lose. So you might just want one of those people. All right. Um, and then going into the back half of this segment, talking about... I want to switch it up and talk about, like we did a little bit with the Rangers, the teams of destiny that got so close and failed. So the reason this is a good one is because the undefeated Patriots. What wouldn't feel more like team of destiny... And they just blew it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you. So what are some other teams of destiny? I'm doing, I'm doing bunny ears right here. I mean, air quotes. Team of destinies that just blew it, and maybe they made up for it next season. I, I, I hate to say this. I want to say the 2002 Giants. I mean, you had Jeff Kent, Barry Bonds. You had a great pitching staff. JT Snow saved the child. Uh, Yeah. And then you get to the you get to the fucking Rally Monkey Anaheim Angels. Russ Ortiz. And fucking guess what. Your Dusty Baker fucking takes out Russ Ortiz like a fucking dumbass to put in fucking Felix Rodriguez, who just throws <laughs> 97 down the middle of the plate, and we happen to fucking lose that game, and then we go on to lose game seven. It seemed like the Anaheim Angels were the team of destiny that year. Fuck Angel fans. Go fuck yourselves. You are ruining Mike Trout's career. <laughs> fuck off. Anyways, um, the ones that I have, Kansas City Royals. I mean, it seemed like they were the media darlings in 2014. Yeah, the World Series was labeled you, Destiny versus you, Dynasty. Yeah, you, you had, you had, you know, them. They hadn't won since '85. They were doing really well, and they then, hadn't even been to the playoffs. I don't think since '85. Yeah, and this was the first time back, really. I think, and all of a sudden they're in the World Series, and then they meet the Giants, and well, it goes to Game Seven. And then you have Madison Bumgarner come in and says, hey, everybody, go fuck off. Well, I uh, thought Alex Gordon had an inside-the-park home run. Yeah, well, if the third-base coach <laughs> decided to send him, yeah, he because did. fucking Gregor Blanco miffed it in the outfield. Yeah, but you're going to then deal with Brandon Crawford, who has an accurate cannon, so... And fuck you, Addison Russell. Well, it, it would, it would have been a play at the plate, but I thought they were going to send out... Although yeah. Alex Gordon also, I think, tripped coming around second base yes. or something. But then there's been those sports sciences where they try to recreate it and whether yeah. it could happen. I don't know. But fuck Addison Russell for being an all-star and not Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford is the, in fact, superior player. Probably should be the, the gold glove and silver slugger again at shortstop. Fuck yourself, Addison Russell. Well, Addison Russell won't win the silver slugger because his batting average is atrocious. Well, yeah, but his fielding is also not as great um, as Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford makes some spectacular plays. Let's I don't know if Trevor say. Story would qualify. I don't know if he's played enough games. Anyways. We're getting off track. Okay, other um, teams. 
You you want to talk? Um, what about the the '97 Cubs? That was basically two teams of destiny: the '97 Marlins and the '97 yeah, Cubs. I would say so, Bartman. and then and, and then Bartman kind of fucks it up. But I think that's just them being. Is it '97 or is it 2000? I think it's in the 2000s. No, I think that was the Marlins' first World Series. No, I think it's their second. Oh, no, you're right. It it's 2003, because they beat second. the Giants in that. We we lost to them in the wild card round. I was yeah, yeah, pissed. Yeah. And then we get... So, um, I, I think that the Marlins, again, would be the team of destiny, because what? They win. Um, shout out, rest in peace, Jose Fernandez. That was really sad <laughs> oh, this yeah. morning. Um, you know, That's not what I wanted to wake up to. No, none of us did. I mean, he's a great player. We 24 just, years old. We'll, we'll, we'll just throw a little shout out to him. Hopefully his, you know, his girlfriend and their family are taken care of by <laughs> Jeffrey Loria. You know, we think that the MLB did the right thing, canceling the game. Just a really sad story. But, you know, going back to it, 2003, I think the Marlins were the team of destiny. I think everything... But went, the Cubs felt like a team of destiny. They definitely did. I thought they were going to break the curse. I remember being in high school and talking to a couple of my friends that were Cub fans, uh, thinking that it would break the curse, and all of a sudden, Bartman does it. But then I think it was just such a blow. And then when you have all those, what, I think at that point it's 80 years of just pressure to break the curse, uh, yeah. it's like it's happening again. The mentality strikes. And then basically, I think they were just weak-minded. I think this year's Cubs team is the team of destiny, as even though it's the even-year bullshit for the Giants. Thanks. They're, they're, the they're probably not going to get far. <laughs> it, you know, I, I think we've had too many injuries, too many nicked up things. I think we got to get a closer. Our assistant GM has recognized that we needed a closer. Yeah. Um, I, I think next year we're going to be a lot more competitive. We got a great, you know, going back to the Giants, we got a lot, we got a great rotation. Angel Pagan's going to be finally be gone. Maybe we can get a real fucking outfielder there. Yeah. And maybe Span can de- get some fucking PEDs in that arm and start throwing a little harder. All right, any other teams that maybe felt like Destiny? Um, how about you guys throw out any teams of Destiny that you guys thought it was, and then we'll talk about them uh, if we missed any. Um, we're sorry if we did, but again, we're fucking children as well. So, That's Scott, you're... Which leads me into the last segment. You guys know I love to fuck with John at the end All of All right, so... Last week, it was Guy Fieri. Now it's fucking with this the week, asshole. it's Coach's Sexy Calendar. Oh, my God. So, you get... I'm going to let you do four coaches, so four months. So, your four most important months, whether that's, like, the month of Christmas, the month with your birthday, four, the four biggest months of the year for you. Okay. NF, well, any coach, NFL, MLB, NBA, I want you to tell me what month, what coach, what they're wearing, how they're posing. Oh, my God. What's the locale? So, if it's, like, December, obviously, it's probably not going to be, like, Rex Ryan in, oh like, no. a, in oh like no. a G-string bikini on a tropical beach. Oh, no. You, you right? might do it because he's Santa Claus, baby. So, he. four months... Four coaches, four, months. four sexy poses. All right, um, let's go ahead and choose a football. I'm going to choose February because it's Super Bowl. All right. Um, who, who am I choosing <laughs> for this? Um, the grosser the better, but it's on you. We're going to choose Bill Belichick. Oh. Uh, he's going to be wearing a Cupid outfit. Uh, and are the sleeves going to be cut off? <laughs> sleeves are cut off. Uh, some, like, just want to eat the practice short shorts. Uh. And uh, he's just got Super Bowl trophies in the background. Tom Brady is there as well. I don't know what Tom Brady would be doing, but he's definitely in the calendar. All right. I think Gronk in a thong somewhere also there maybe maybe tom brady is throwing hearts to gronk and gronk is catching a bunch of hearts all right and what's the belichick pose uh Bel- i think he's copper tone baby i think i think he he's holding a cupid bow and arrow and he's doing the copper tone baby all right um let's go with B- 
uh, basketball, so we'll do it June, because um, that's the NBA championship. All right. Um, who uh, who would be this? Who would? Is it current? You want a current coach, right? A current coach or like a very recently fired head coach, so like someone like a Mark Jackson. Oh, no, or fuck Mark Jackson. Like a Byron Scott would be okay because they're still in the public memory. Byron Scott still has a job. He is the tank commander of the L.A. <laughs> Lakers. He's doing a fine job, Scott. How dare you? They are tanking for all the first round uh, draft picks. I believe picks. Luke Walton is the Lakers. No, head coach fuck. Now. Bry- Byron Scott is definitely just the tank commander. <laughs> He's gonna take over. Luke Walton's not gonna do well, and Byron Scott is just gonna take over the tank again. All right. Um, let me think. Who would I? Who do I think? Um, I'm gonna say Brad Stevens, a coach of the Celtics. Oh, a young guy. A uh, young guy. He he's great. He's gonna be the president. He's good looking. He's he, not ugly. Uh, no, no, no. I, I want I want one month that's a good looking. Celtics uh, nailed that coach. Not yeah. just because he's good looking, but they took a huge risk. Taking oh no, him he's up, a great coach. Taking him a 41 year old out of college. No, he's younger than that. I think he's I think he's 40 now. Yeah. But when he got hired, I think it was like 37. Yeah, and he turned around the college program he was at. They took Butler, a huge yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah, six years in Butler, and they went to the uh, NCAA championship game. Um, so I'm going to go with him. Uh, we're going to say that he kicks off. He's going to be in, like, a presidential outfit. Uh, actually, let's, let's make this July 4th. <laughs> no, no, fuck it, because he's the president. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift it over to June. Uh, we're we're going to put him in, uh, like, a Rambo kind of outfit. All right. Uh, guns blazing. Uh, he, he's got an America tank and those shorts that, um, from Napoleon Dynamite where he's like, would you want to get a roundhouse kick in the, in pants? Like, so he's got that just full out. Uh, we'll say he's riding a giant bald Eagle. Oh, I like Oh, uh, so he's just balls out right now. Just <laughs> fucking America, man. And, um, yeah, I mean that, that's basically what he is. He's looking to the future and, and, and maybe, uh, the Eagle has Donald Trump just, just in that talons, just bleeding away. Nice. Be- because guess what? Brad Stevens, you're a candidate I would vote for. Well, and it's your calendar. It's not America's calendar. Uh, well, uh, let's uh, <laughs> and l- let's go on. Um, two more. Two more. Uh, let's go with... So we got a football. Let's go with a baseball manager. Uh, there are some ugly ones in baseball. Oh, there yeah. are some ugly ones. I'm trying to think. You could, go, you could go, like, ancient in baseball. You just got to be able oh. to, like trot out a little bit to the mound to take your pitcher out um who do i want who do i want you know what i'm gonna go donnie baseball Mattingly. yeah uh he is a good looking guy although i don't know if he's so good looking he looks like he should definitely be in cuba with like a cigar in his mouth though. um we're gonna we're gonna put this of april all right. Um, and we're gonna go. We're gonna basically say April's Fool's Day, uh, because he just looks like he's a giant joke. He doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, he's just kind of puzzled all the time. If you watch him doing Dodger games, they wanted him out, and instead they got Dave Roberts. So maybe we just throw Dave Roberts also in this because they're just two idiots. But you know, what? there are a lot of Dodgers fans right now feeling like that's the team of destiny. Uh, no way. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dodger fans. You can go fuck off. Uh, the Dodgers had the team a few years ago. And no, yeah. Blew it. Oh my God, that was just a great catch. I don't know who this white guy is, but that was a one handed OBJ No. Is it Waylon? No, Waylon doesn't play for them. Does he? No, no, no. Waylon, I think, is a cult now. I think you're right. I don't know who this guy is. No, Waylon's definitely on the San Diego Chargers. Three Lind or three something. There's a flag, though, so yeah, it doesn't matter. It's Jerome Boger, too, so what is he doing? <laughs> we're watching Minnesota Carolina on the pod. Yeah, we're fucking assholes watching podcasts while recording this. Um, last, um... Wait, wait, did you hit the pose for him? I didn't hit the pose. Uh, so it's April Fools. April Fools, uh, Donnie Baseball, and 
and uh and dave roberts Roberts. we're gonna say they're at a bar and they're drinking together and we'll just call it drinking buddies because um (laughs) or you know what this could be in october because both of them are gonna uh, well you know what even better it's October. We'll put an October calendar. They're in, um, let's see, it's a tropical island somewhere. They have fishing poles, and it's gone fishing. Because both of them, <laughs> guess what? You motherfuckers can't get your your teams to where they need to go. Uh, last one, I'll try to do a hockey team. I don't really know a lot of hockey people. Yeah. Um, Maybe King's coach is real ugly. Pete DeBoer is actually not the worst looking dude. Yeah. Um, the but- Sharks coach now, though, is pretty ugly um let's go uh who's the guy on espn he was a coach of the Tampa Bay oh. lightning for a minute what God, is he was he was at the blue jays game the other day they kept cutting him in the stands because it was on barry ESPN. melrose yeah barry melrose um let's see he is going to be uh halloween um he's dr- dressed as a grim reaper because if you ever hire him he's going to destroy <laughs> your franchise uh, because everywhere he's gone, he's been fucking terrible. So he's like Matt Millen. Yeah, There's a lot of people, wherever they go, they just fucking are terrible. To be fair, Matt Millen only had one chance, and he just blew it. Well, yeah, but I don't <laughs> think that he was... I mean, he was never a front office. They just decided to give him the GM position. Yeah. I honestly, and if you ever want to put weight in the NFL preseason, remember, the Lions went 4-0 and then and did not win a regular season. That's game. true, but then they had Megatron that year. I mean, His I think, only good draft pick ever? I... Well, <laughs> that is true. I, I think Mike Williams was a good draft pick. Okay, Barry Melrose, though. Yeah, but Barry Melrose, Grim Reaper, and then it's just all the teams that he has decided that he has ruined throughout the years, and maybe even his next team that he wants to go ruin. Hopefully it's the LA Kings. Like, on the phone with Rob Ryan? Yeah, well, <laughs> just, just whatever. Let, let's, let's have the committee of coaches to ruin. Um, so if you ever have a coach that you think will, uh, be on your calendar, what is his pose and what is he doing and what month? Uh, this is the Let It Fly podcast with Scott and John. Hope you enjoyed. Let's go Minnesota. Fuck the overrated Cardinal, uh, the, the Panthers. Panthers. Fuck the Cardinals too. And fuck the Seahawks. Have a good night.